What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hello, Timothy. How are you today on the birth of your little brother, Cool Greg? He's 29. Man. That is like, that's Whoa. crazy to this me. This is his last year to not have it sorted out because at 30, you got to know what you're up to. You, you got, know what you I gotta, mean? If, yeah, his last year to skateboard, last year to DJ. Like, it's mm-hmm, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's running out of a lot time. Of cut-offs, a lot of cutoffs. Unbelievable, unbelievable stuff. Uh, but yeah, everyone go wish Cool Gray a happy birthday somehow. Just throw just yell it into the, the ether, and I'm sure he'll, he'll hear it. If you wait till the yeah. night, he'll hear it. He'll hear it. He'll hear it. And of course, we have the new face of video games, Blessing, at AOEA Jr. Uh, Tim and Andy, who you got in the fight? Ratchet and Kratos. They're going. They're going at it. Mono e mono. They have prep time. Mm-hmm. They have prep time. Who you got? I mean, it's Kratos. Like that's Thank the thing. You. Is like, Ratchet. For as much prep time as you want to give Ratchet and stuff, at the end of the day, it's like I feel like like Kratos is, feels indestructible, whereas like Ratchet just feels really crappy. okay. But hear me out, Tim. Ratchet's got go. one of those guns that can turn people into chickens. He brings that in, turns Kratos into a chicken. Where, yep. where does that he lead busts you? out like, his Kratos rhino and tears into smithereens. Kratos is strong. That's all he's got, dude. Dude's a fucking punk ass bitch. He's Spartan rage, great with weapons. Can do. Yeah, I mean the Hulk's just strong too. He does I mean, pretty well for himself. He's taking has Kratos fought a gun. Has he? Has he faced a gun? I don't think Kratos knows what a gun is. A and gun? Has Why are we saying of... gun? Like gun? <laughs> also, but, but like, what you think, son, about the gun? <laughs> do, do we ever see Ratchet with a gun? Like maybe some oh, lasers, got... maybe some of the. But we never see Ratchet with a Glock. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's because he has like a bunch of different types of them. He has like the explodey guns. He has the lasers. He has let's the later. He has the ones jump, that make you dance. We're gonna jump three things ahead. All right. Do you guys think Blessing could kill a chicken? <laughs> if a chicken knew it had to kill him, a rooster comes. At blessing can bless kill that rooster or is that rooster gonna fuck up blessing what this makes a lot more sense because i i saw a reddit thread today that i didn't look too far into but it was on the kind of funny subreddit it was like uh, a rooster would undeniably kill anybody at kind of funny and i'm like <laughs> I must no have i'm fucking up a rooster that's what, i will that's kill what, i rooster. want you to know tim that's what we were grasping at for content yesterday on ps i love you xo then we wake up today just drowning in playstation so news. much news god yeah. forbid they do any of it yesterday jim ryan get off his keister say something on a monday afternoon joining us again of course is the nitro rifle andy cortez a big black bug bit the big black bear i'm just doing my vocal exercises everybody yeah. Mm. Yeah, he yeah, does it as a joke, scratch. but Fran really does that. If you ever work with Fran, that's what he mm-hmm. does right before he you go. He definitely live. does. Yeah, red mm-hmm. leather, yellow leather. Uh, Fran, nobody cares. We're just gonna make fun of you. Fucking take it. You know, <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Don't even worry. You about don't your need mouth. to warm up your mouth to get made fun of. <laughs> 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 We're not the exercise you're doing. We're using to make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> before we get into the rigmarole, obviously this is a huge Sony week. We got uh, a PlayStation State of Play just announced, hot off the heels of all the other PlayStation stuff. Uh, any any predictions, real quick, for State of Play? Andy, let's start with you. That's happening? I have no idea. I've been playing Call of Duty all day. Oh, yeah, baby. I don't Thursday. know if there was a state of play happening. Um, no, I mean, I don't think we're getting anything groundbreaking. I think it's, like, going to be some little updates here and there. Maybe tell us about, I don't know. They gave, a, they gave a, yeah, exactly. They gave a rundown of it, right? Of like, I'll, Let me give you the full details, Andy. Little right? devil inside, the, you know. Oh, excuse me, sir. I'm breaking the news for you. Big right. black bug. Sid Schumann over the PlayStation blog says, Time for another state of play. This Thursday's state of play broadcast will serve up new updates and deep dives for 10 games coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, including new game announcements and updates on some of the third-party and indie titles you saw in June last June's uh, PS5 showcase. The show is clocking in at 30 minutes or so, give or take. Can't wait to see what you think. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. There won't be any PlayStation hardware or business-focused updates during this show. We're focusing on great games set to come out in the months ahead. 
So yeah, Kina for sure, right? Come on. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. Because that but game is due out this spring. More than that, though, like if they're specifically mentioning the last June showcase, like wasn't that the one we also saw Final Fantasy sixteen and and Horizon and no. all that stuff? Final Fantasy sixteen was the fall one. Hmm. Mm. Mm. We think it may be Hades on PlayStation. Someone in the chat uh, just uh, put that in there. That'd be awesome. smart. Yeah, that time, that's got to be getting ready to expire. Right? I think That'd DJ Kento also uh, said like a lot of 4K 60 frames per second PS4 games. A lot of updates on Probably. that. Yeah. I mean, my, my mm. mind immediately goes to a lot of the indie stuff we got. And so things like Stray, uh, Goodbye Volcano High, Jet the Far Shore, mm. Solar yeah, Ash. Yes. I think we're going to get a bunch of dates for those types of games. You think yeah. you see some Ratchet there too? Solar Ash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, we get like a, I think we get some substantial stuff out of Ratchet. You think Marcus yeah. Smith from Insomniac comes down and he's like, I just wanted to start this by saying Ratchet could not beat up Kratos. It's impossible, even with a chicken gun. No, I think, I think he says the opposite. No. I think he says the exact opposite. You I think he's like, style. yeah, Ratchet turns Kratos into a chicken and he fucks up that chicken. Yeah, put that shit turns on the him grill. Into a, into a McDonald's chicken sandwich, the new oh. crispy one. Spicy. Mm. Have Coming you had it yet, soon. Tim? No, when's it come out? Is it It's tomorrow? already out. Really? I, yeah, I ordered, so, I ordered a couple this weekend. Fire. Oh. Like, it's very good. Not as good as Popeye's, not as good as Jollibee's chicken sandwich, but it's still Wait, very McDonald's good. McDonald's has a new sandwich. chicken sandwich? Spicy. Yeah. Huh. Is it is it like a red colored kind of breading? Does it look does it give off does it evoke spice? Does it yeah, it does it if I'm in the jungle <laughs> no. and I saw that growing from a plant, I would know that's hot because it's red. Yeah. No, like no. it it looks like a uh, standard chicken sandwich. The the one I had on Sunday did have a lot of sauce on it. It was like the spicy sauce, and it had the jalapenos. Oh. It was a little, it was a little bit drenched compared to the other chicken sandwiches I've had. Mm. Um, so but it, it was, it didn't look like it wasn't like you know super saiyan fucking hot. Okay, I thought I just pictured. I don't know why I just pictured a dry sort of chicken breast. I mean, not you know, it's got the breading or whatever. I didn't know they'd be slathering it in the sauce. My mouth's watering right now. God, yeah, yeah. the spicy crispy chicken sandwich looks dynamite. Yeah, can't wait. I bet we all, we also get stuff for um, Returnal. You yeah, know, I expect you to get a big gameplay breakdown. You're definitely that. getting return, Returnal. Yeah, yeah. Recompile Ash, is another baby. one. Give me Solar Ash, baby. But before we see Solar Ash, y'all need to play Hyperlight Drifter first so you understand the connections, mm. okay? Mm. okay? There we go. Definitely. Deal. Deal. This is the Kind of Funny Games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all things that we love about them. You can watch the show for free on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or RoosterTeeth.com. If you just want to listen to it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games cast and we'll be right there for you. But if you want to get the show live as it's being recorded, if you want to get the show with the exclusive post show, if you want to get the show ad free. You should go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like our Patreon producers did. Graham of Legend, David Mintel, Trevor Starkey, Elliot, Patrick Higgins, James Hastings, Katie Gallagher, Sancho West Gaming, Chai Jackson Burgess, Alex J. Sandoval, Julian, the gluten-free gamer, Man Bear Paradox, Talia Floyd, Civilian Soldier, Mizuki, Trent Berry, Kevin Bogues, Joy, Joseph O'Yusef, Tyler Ross, Jesse, the decrepit, James Davis, and the nanobiologist. Thank all of you for making all of our dreams happen. But before we go on too long, let's start talking about some video games, boys. Blessing, you finally beat Bowser's Fury. I did. What are your, what are your thoughts now that you've completed it? 
I am shocked by how much I love Bowser's Fury. Because going into it, I very much thought of it as just an expansion pack to 3D World. And based on how I've heard you talk about it and other folks talk about it, I didn't really expect it to be this big entry into the Mario franchise. And it's not. Like, it's not a huge entry into the Mario franchise. But what it is, is a new 3D Mario game. And I hadn't... I don't think I had anybody really break it down to me as, yeah, no, this is another, like, new 3D Mario game. Like, it is sizable, like a new game. (laughs) It is straight up... 3D Mario, like you are behind the back, cameras tilted back, you are running around, you have the freedom of exploration, you're getting cat shines at your own pace and all that stuff. I had a blast with it, and I think part of that, part of where uh, my enjoyment came from was I played Bowser's Fury before actually playing 3D World, because I also played through 3D World, and I am in the last world in that game, and... As I've been playing through 3D World, I've been having that slow realization that, oh, literally all of the mechanics and all of the abilities and all this shit is just ripped straight from 3D World and put into Bowser's Fury. And so you get into things like the clear pipes and how you use those to uh, give your give yourself like a unique path to, to a certain destination. And the exact way it's used in 3D World, it's used in Bowser's Fury. Uh, you have stuff like the helicopter boxes. And the exact way it's used in 3D World, it's used in Bowser's Fury. Granted... Browser's Fury is used way more, but it's a lot of recycled stuff in order to make a different Mario game, which I think is really interesting, really cool, and I could see where people are coming from in terms of, yeah, this seems like them throwing shit at a wall and seeing what they can do with the Mario franchise to make it fresh and interesting. And in so many ways, I think it works. Like, I had so much fun with Bowser's Fury, playing it as an open-world Mario game, and in a lot of ways, it feels like the most Mario 64 games since Mario 64 in the ways <laughs> that you go through all these different levels that are basically, as you're making way through the open world, right? Like the open world is pretty much divided into smaller Mario levels that each have five cat shines associated to them. And you're you're going through them, you get your cat shine, you leave, you come back, and the level resets itself with a new form. And you are going again to get the second cat shine. You're doing that over and over again five times per area. And that is very Mario 64 in a way that I wasn't expecting. And playing through it, I was like, fuck, this is all I want. Like, if they keep making Bowser's Furies, I'd be fine with that because I had such a blast with it. It's everything, I, it's everything I've wanted from Mario. Uh, and yeah, no, it, it, was, it was lovely. 3D World, I played through towards the end. Also really enjoying 3D World. Played it all co-op, like I talked about last week. And yeah, Nintendo Online kind of sucks. Uh, playing the whole whole game online feels like I'm playing the entire game on an ice level. Like it feels like I, I barely have that uh, th- that element of control that you want in a Mario game because Mario games are so associated with having precise, perfect control. And when you lose that, you you lose a lot of what makes actually controlling Mario fun. Um, that said, like it is a Mario ass Mario game in the way that yeah, like all the levels are are well designed. Like it's fairly easy for the most part you're getting that level uh that that nintendo level of world design and level design where everything feels uh you know just cool and unique enough from challenge to challenge um but i will say i, I it it kind of falls into that new super mario brothers thing for me where as well polished and as fun as it is it still kind of feels as samey as a lot of the mario games we've gotten before have been and so you know there are there are there are things that that three D three three D world does like uh, new levels have new environments and each level ha- kind of has its own theme and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, like going from level to level, I'm very much like, okay, this is a this is a Mario ass level. Like this is a Mario game. Each world is either the the water world or the lava world or the cold world or the cloud world. Um, all that stuff kind of stays the same. And so 
3D World, I've enjoyed it for that. I've en- I've enjoyed it for what it is, but it's very much more more Mario. Bowser's Fury, fucking amazing. Loved it. Andy, have you played more of Bowser's Fury? No, not since not since the last game's cast, unfortunately. I do want to wrap it up probably this week though, most likely. Awesome. What's your experience been like playing with us online with the the normal 3D World stuff? I mean, sort of the, uh, we mentioned it last week, right? The lag and it just makes it kind of unbearable. Um, also having Kevin go, God damn it. Whenever you mess up, feels even worse than it already does to mess up. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday was some of the most rage I've ever felt and some of the most just euphoria I've ever felt. Like, like yesterday's stream was a lot of fun and it was maddening. I, oh, yeah. I it, it was maddening because i i was dying because 40 percent of the time it was my fault and the 60 percent was why is it stuttering here why am i getting slowed down here this game needs to be precise just like what bless was mentioning earlier like this game needs to be precise it's a precision platformer you are jumping uh, and you have the tiniest amount of space you need to land on and then something happens and when you're playing with four players and whenever one player either gets hit or gets a level or gets a, an item the screen freezes and it's part of the game but why like it doesn't have to be that way just let them get a mushroom and that's totally fine i don't need the whole game to and stop moving so i can then fuck up whatever celebrate i was your friends. doing celebrate your friends andy all right I'm not, i don't want to celebrate when they get hurt greg <laughs> It's it's a the screen freezes no matter what. You really don't. Like, <laughs> you don't want to be. You don't want to point it out when Nick fucks up. You don't want to know that Nick just fucked it up and you should give him shit. No, because I know I'm gonna fuck it up the him. next ten seconds. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be right know, there. I don't with know how them. you guys play this game on four player, by the way, because the amount of times I've accidentally picked up my co-op partner or they oh. picked me up and thrown me off of the level, it's oh, yeah. it's infuriating. Yeah. And playing with four people and one of them being Nick, I could not imagine that experience. When you're <laughs> yeah, trying to be really fast. When you're trying to be precise and you are the amount of times blessed that I'm like, oh, I see this jump. I'm going to go for it. And as I'm going for it, somebody's coming back up, down and like respawning and I hit their legs and I just get shot right yep. down. because Oh, my God. It's it is absolutely maddening, but it's a really damn fun game either way. And did I, you guys did you guys do the level where each time you jump, the platforms change like they flip <laughs> back and forth? I did the desert one. I forget no, which one, which it, world it's in. There's a desert one that has those elements that I did the other day uh, with Snowbike Mike on stream, and it was, I, I I was I was trying to get a green star, and I was like, this is mine, all right. Everybody, stand the fuck back, all right. I'm gonna get yeah. this green star. I screwed it up last time. I'm gonna be the one to get it. And about eh, twelve tries later of me just like just shorting jumps, and it's like, all right, here we go, boom, and then the platform drops, and then I just fall. Like it's yep. so embarrassing. I had that exact same. There's like one star specifically that's it's in the middle of all these different platforms that change back and forth. And I swear we had uh, multiple game overs trying to get that one star. And like I barely get game overs in this game because it's Mario and and like modern Mario games are fairly easy. But this one specifically had me like we're getting this and we are not passing this level until we figure this thing out. (laughs) We we lost a whole bunch. So it's difficult, Andy, but it's not as hard. Dark Souls, which you beat because you're a pro gamer. Tell me about that. Finally beat Dark Souls. What an experience. Top to bottom, it's just one of the best design games ever. I, I say that with no exaggeration at all. Uh, the amount of moments that 
Greg, you know, in Bloodborne, you can hit those really cool checkpoints, right? You hit those yeah. cool shortcuts, and you're like, oh, wow, that's really clever and, and nifty of them. But the amount of times, and it could have just been that I spaced out the gameplay in this quite a bit, right? So I entered this one area at the beginning of my journey about three and a half, four weeks ago called the Valley of Drakes, and it's it has a very distinguished look, kind of very blue-tinted. There's a lot Does of... Does it have John Drake? No, there and no, nor the nor the singer, not neither actually. Or Nathan. False advertising. Wow. False advertising. Or nor Nathan. Drake's but there's a lot of like kind of semi big dragons. They're not gigantic or anything. And on the other side of them, there there's a bridge, and they're all on the bridge. And on the other side of the big giant door, and I'm like, all right, there's no way I'm going to be able to beat all these because I don't even know if I can open that door. So, so whatever, I'll kill one here at the entrance and just forget about it. And then about a week ago. And I see that area often. And then about a week ago, I need to tackle this new area. And it is this haunted kind of ruined area. It's called New and Orlando. And it is just, it's decrepit. It's gross. And there's there's like ghosts that come after you. You have to take a little item so that you can hit them or else you just swing right through them. Really creepy shit. And it's very, very dark. There's no music. It's just really awful to be inside of. And then uh, you do all your level, you do all your exploring, and I find a key to a door. I'm like, oh, cool. I go through that door, and I walk up the stairs, and I see that there is, like, an opening that I could look through upon something. And I'm walking up the stairs, and I look to my left, and it's the fucking Valley of Drakes that I saw three and a half weeks ago, but I'm on the other side of the gate. And it's just like, how does this (laughs) world connect? How? Like... The one of the, the the there's this amazing kind of graphic out there that shows you how all the levels are interconnected, kind of like it's in the game engine. It's it zoomed out a lot, so it shows you here's your starting point and here's where all of the areas connect and how they connect to each other. It's just an absolutely genius game. Um, I had a blast with it. I did DLC. There was some really cool bosses in the DLC, and then uh, took out the final boss, and it was like damn dude that's a real damn good game so now i'm really excited to dive into the lore and understand what the hell was going on (laughs) (laughs) so so where are you at now with with dark souls versus bloodborne i i think dark souls has much better level design and that's not that and you know bloodborne's level design is still damn good so that's how good dark souls is and going into it that's what everybody was telling me like if you think this is good dark souls is kind of the gold standard for that um and what really amazes me is the first area you enter bloodborne and demon souls have a very uh similar way of designing their world where you have a hub world and there are these things that you can go walk up to and then teleport to wherever you want to go so it's kind of like your base station when i entered firelink shrine at the beginning of dark souls somebody said Oh, Firelink Shrine, one of my favorite hub worlds. I'm like, it's not really a hub world, though. It's not like in Demon Souls where you walk up to all the areas and you go teleport to the wherever place you want to go, or in Bloodborne where you go to the gravestones and teleport to the area you were just in. I was like, it's not really a hub world, but whatever. I'll, you know. But it totally is a hub world because everything fucking connects to Firelink. Like, there are lifts that are in areas you don't even know are near your area that take you to that one spot you just died at. So it's it's absolutely genius. I think Bloodborne takes the cake for me still because it's the world and the story that I really enjoy. And having it be this, you are a hunter, you're clearing out this ble- beastly scourge. 
there's this blood is driving people mad and turning them to beasts. You have to clear out all the the beasts that have taken over. And then it's so much more than that as you keep on playing. Dark Souls, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I still have no clue about what really much of anything was happening. And so Bloodborne's still up there for me because I also prefer the that visceral combat. The, you, you, you parry them, they stop, and then you're able to dive in and get more health back for your bar. Um, I think some of the, the mechanics in combat in Bloodborne, I still prefer over Dark Souls. But Dark Souls is still like, you. everybody has to play this damn game. It is incredible. Andy, when are you playing Sekiro? Never, bless. Never. Oh, dude, it's wow. so fucking wow. good. No, so I've next on the Sekiro list. i every week since I played that game. Next on the list, I'm probably going Dark Souls 3. Um, I want to go into 2. I'm, the thing with 2 is... Two was made by people that were not Hidetaka Miyazaki, mm. and he, uh, like one of the leads on that project, wasn't great, so that lead got replaced, and they brought in somebody else. So, by a Souls game standard, it is considered the worst, and by general standards, it's still considered a really damn good game. Um, but I think I'm going to hop into three, and then I'll probably go for Sekiro after that. Hell yeah. Do you ever think you'll take breaks from them? I mean, I, you, it's, oh, I'm taking a break. Okay. No, I'm not. I am not going into Dark Souls three immediately. Gotcha, I definitely gotcha, want gotcha, like gotcha. a month off or something. Um, but I did take several breaks during Dark Souls one also. Um, bless you, have to play it. Like I know you're kind of digging into Demon Souls a bit. I don't know if you plan on going back to Demon Souls. Dark Souls is the exaggerate or everything that everybody was telling me. I thought they were hyping it up way too much, and it totally delivered on everything I expected it to. So damn good. How how is it aged? Because that's that's like the one thing during my playthrough of Demon Souls right now right now that's kind of catching me up is the animation. I know they I know Blue Point redid the animation and all that stuff, and it looks pretty good. But coming out of both Bloodborne and Sekiro, those games both feel like they have kind of this freedom of of movement and like in bigger animation that's present both in your player player character and the enemy characters that. I, I think makes the combat way more interesting. Whereas Demon Souls, granted, I'm still very early. I kind of have my swing, and my swing doesn't feel like it is. It has that same level of impact and satisfaction as I as I like from Bloodborne and Sekiro. Uh, does Dark Souls? Do you feel like Dark Souls has? Like, I think has so. Up that a bit. I think so. I think I think it all depends on the weapon you're using, also. And there's mm -hmm. so there are different animations and attacks per weapon type. Um, and I ended up going with. It, there are these things in um, there are these things in Demon Souls and in Dark Souls, and they're extremely similar things. Where they are, once you kill them, they die forever. Um, in Demon Souls, they're called Black Phantoms, and in Dark Souls, they're called Black Knights. And they drop really, really good loot, but it's rare that you get them. And I got pretty damn lucky where I ended up getting. Well, I killed one of the Black Knights, and it's like a pretty challenging thing to take on early game. And it dropped the Black Knight sword, and everybody was like, oh my god, you're set for the rest of the game, dude. Just keep leveling this thing up. So I got really, really used to it, and um, yeah, I think it's absolutely satisfying. Play the remastered. Mm -hmm. Bless, obviously don't play the an old no, port or whatever. Yeah, the remastered looks uh, definitely a lot better than I thought it would. Because I remember mm -hmm. being on this podcast talking about Demon Souls and being worried about going back to older stuff because it's going to look like garbage mm -hmm. compared to how <laughs> amazing Demon Souls looks. And uh, I totally over-exaggerated. I shouldn't have. Like, playing Dark Souls, like, this looks 
this looks totally fine. I shouldn't have worried that much because it's it's the combat and it's the world that really just sucks you in, and it's so so incredible. My friend James Burke recently platinum Bloodborne, which is just so hilarious to me because it seems so random. And I was talking like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Hey man, everyone online said I had to play it, so I beat it. I didn't like it at all." I'm like, "You platinumed it though." What? <laughs> that's he's hilarious. Just like, he's like, it's "Yeah, just, man, to him, like, that's what me beating a game means." You know what like, I mean? Like no, he's a, he's, he's a, another yeah. echelon. It's crazy. He's like, "I need to platinum it. I like I can't just play it. I need to like play it till it's done." I'm like, "All right, man. That's you didn't like it, okay?" Okay. <laughs> I saw I saw a post from our friend Jessica Howard that she it was a screen cap of comments in Pornhub and one guy says, Oh my god, I would totally like I would totally give up my PS4 to be with this girl. And a guy below said, Make sure you play Bloodborne first. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So moving on, Greg. Hey. You have also been playing an extremely challenging game. It's called Taxi Chaos. <laughs> I started, yeah, so uh, as we're recording this on Tuesday, of course, today the PlayStation Store updated with a whole bunch of new games. Uh, one of them is Taxi Chaos, a crazy taxi clone I've been watching with great interest since I got a press release about it last week. Uh, and you're like, man, they're just making a crazy taxi clone. This is either going to go one of two ways, and it goes the mediocre way. Where oh. it's not like it's not a bad game, it's not broken, but it it looks like Blessing just punched me in the temple and then gave me the controller. Like it's that hazy where your <laughs> eyes aren't focused. I'm like, why does it look? Like, it's a PlayStation Four game. Why does it look like this? Why do all the graphics look so fuzzy and out of focus? Uh, but it controls fine. Like you, it, it's not Crazy Taxi, of course. It 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 is in so many ways as it is the exact same. If you've played Crazy Taxi or not, you know, you start, there's a countdown clock going, you drive into people's circles, they get in your cab, you drive to where they want to be, you drop them off, depending on how you do, you get a time bonus. Uh, this introduces the ability for your car to jump. So you can you can drive and jump over obstacles and go that way. They have their own boot. I've only played like, you know, 30 minutes of it before the show went live and, you know, in between the other thing I had to record. Uh you are there's a boost in it it's not like crazy taxis boost which you remember of course was like you know so vital to you doing it where you had to go and the, this is very much like full stop hold r2 then release the brake and then peel out that way and you get a little bit of a boost and a little bit of a combo i'm trying to string some stuff together still there's no like great tutorial for it so it is a little bit of like why am i still getting three stars in some of these i should be i feel like i should be getting four stars so i'm clearly missing right some kind of boost or something <laughs> all right so i'm like yeah you know I'd be, clearly this ain't what it's about you yeah. know what i mean uh but it's not bad it's not like a bad game it's just like that thing of like oh yep you you you, you cloned crazy taxi and you lost something in the transition yeah, I played. I played about an hour of it actually. Yeah, and uh, man, it it scratched the itch of missing Crazy Taxi, but it also made me realize that like that's a an itch that probably shouldn't be scratched ever, because uh, like that game was such a time and place thing. But I think the the biggest problem this game has is you know those kind of smaller arcade style experiences really kind of need to just hit that nostalgia level, but then also kind of look and sound and feel like we remember them not as they actually were and this is a case of that not existing it very much feels like old crazy taxi but it doesn't sound like it it doesn't quite look like it like it, yeah. it very much feels like the generic version of crazy taxi and i'm exactly. not even just talking about no offspring obviously it's not gonna have offspring but it doesn't even have the fun announcer <laughs> and why not that is probably a good question there andy but it, it doesn't it has just generic music um that's fine it's not like it takes that's away from whole, it, but that's how you the describe whole, the entire game. The whole game is fine. Yeah, like it's totally. like it, it's an inoffensive, 
watered-down crazy taxi that I wouldn't recommend you spend money on. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, no, I don't hate it. I didn't delete yeah. it off the hard drive yet. I still want... It's that thing where I'm like, I was fucking really good at crazy taxi. What do they want me to do? What am I not doing in in taxi chaos to make myself go just fast enough or a little bit faster across they the They want team. you to get... You have to just keep playing and then you unlock the new taxis. That allows you to go farther and get more customers and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Tim, does it also look like Blessing Punchy in the Temple? It's not so much Blessing Punch Me in the Temple. I get where Greg's coming from with that. For me, this looks more like intentional. <laughs> like, Oh, really? It's a, it, it feels like a it's a design choice. And a lot of the, the art style kind of sucks. It just kind of sucks. And like, that's the thing. I loved Crazy Taxi growing up, uh, not just for the fun arcade style of it, but like, I liked the cast of characters. Each one was unique and had their own vibe, and it wasn't just Offspring. It was like, it's time for Crazy Taxi. Like, the announcer gave hey, it a vibe. Hey, you ready to make some crazy money? The the logos on the side of the taxis and, like, even just, like, the like the little tiger guy. Like, there was just, like, a fun to the world. And, like, on top of that, all the weird licensing in the world of, like, the Pizza Hut and, like, yeah. Blockbuster and all that stuff. Like, it, it kind of just made it feel special, whereas this kind of feels like stripping all of the special things away and just leaving just the gameplay and there's not enough there and i think the biggest problem is if you really were to boil down the gameplay of this it is you get in a taxi r2s go l2 stop and you get into someone's circle to take them to another circle and there's an arrow at the top of the screen directing you where to go the arrow sucks the very arrow bad. is, is very abysmal, and I would so say the red thirty percent of the time is is facing the wrong way, and I'm like, what are you doing? I they do. I yeah, see it's red right station in front of me, and it's showing telling me it's that way. I know, and I, it's red. It's turned around, so there's like no shadows on it. So sometimes I thought I thought I was pointing the right way. I wasn't pointing the right way. Yeah, you're getting in, like you have this boost out out of the blocks, you know, to hold hold the brake and hit R two or hold R two and then release the brake, and it's like. You're constantly pointed in the wrong direction. So, like, I, I haven't found, have you found a way to 180 easily? Like, there's no, no like, yeah, right. Jump, so, it's I've like, been jumping, but that slows you down so totally, much. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like it's just one of those types of old school games that we thought we wanted back, but maybe we don't. I see, I don't go that far. Crazy Taxi or a, a legitimate Crazy Taxi clone that people put money and time into, I think could be really great. If you had that, I agree. That if you had that character, if you had a new soundtrack, it does, and it could be in all independent artists or whatever. If you like had a art style that doesn't look fuzzy, if you you know, I think you could really tighten it up and give it something cool there, and I like, think it would work. So I, I also played about thirty minutes to an hour of it, and I think like they're on to something a little bit because I'm kind I'm kind of with uh, I think both of you guys might have said this right, like it kind of, it scratched an itch and. Yeah. Playing it, I've not deleted it off my hard drive yet, though I'm very much with both of you guys where it is very <laughs> mediocre. And I yeah, it's, it's almost like I punched myself in the head before I played this game. And and like the art the art style looks fuzzy and looks kind of ugly. Uh and I'm not getting any of the things that I got from Crazy Taxi back in the day, or actually in my case, Simpsons Road Rage, which I played a lot yeah. more of Hell yeah. than, than Crazy Taxi. And I loved Simpsons Road Rage. Uh-huh. Uh, cool, but great. I was kind of looking Have I was looking for for some of that personality out of it out of it, you know, like going around picking up characters and those characters having actually having fun things to say oh. you know i picked up a character and like they they said something but it was one of those things where i was like what well, i don't know okay, there's storylines in this that said on one of the load screens and secret Dude. items to pick up and i did pick up somebody and they started having a conversation about being an influencer and i was like what is happening what is yeah yeah the, the my problem with yeah the writing's not good and there are storylines but I played for an hour and I already got to repeat one three times. Like the Jeez. same per- woman gets in the thing. And she's like, I need some coffee right now. And I've got the same woman telling me the story about 
like what her day is, what yeah. her, like her day revolving around. Like she's like this hipster chick that likes coffee, and it's like, oh, is it man? Is it something that maybe they needed to add newer mechanics or newer features to that would kind of one up the experience, or is it just you just want Crazy Taxi again, maybe at a better res, better visuals? I think I at a base level, mechanics in. yeah, I think I think at base level they needed the like the flair that Crazy Taxi had because this doesn't have it. But I think from the gameplay perspective, they had to get the essentials right first, and they didn't quite do that. And again, like Greg said, it's not bad; it's completely playable, and like I had fun playing it. Yeah, but I do think that the elements they added, like the jumping, feel out of place. If I remember correctly, Crazy Taxi Three had some form of a jump mm. situation. I don't think I you can always, always crazy jump. Taxi One, man. I mean, me too, me too. But I, I remember Crazy Taxi 3 came out on Xbox and uh, it was in Vegas and it, there were a lot of things you could jump off. So I don't remember if it was a button or if it was just there was more ramps, ramps. than normal. Um, I, I think, yeah, you, so you could take the base gameplay of Crazy Taxi that we all think we remember or whatever, put it in there. And then, yeah, Andy, you could put in cars that have special abilities, like have a Terry mechanic. Yeah, cool yeah, put it, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, Permadeath, yeah, come yeah. back and get all your fair money that's on the ground unless you get killed again. <laughs> yeah, totally. Everything. God, you're obsessed. <laughs> but yeah, you know, if you had like teleports, you had certain cars that could fly, like special abilities that you could do to maximize your score and go have crazy things. And then, of course, have like a classic mode that is not that, just chasing mm. leaderboards and doing that. I think you can make yeah. it work. And the, the reason why I mentioned that, I think they're onto something here, is that I I think if a Crazy Taxi clone were to exist in 2021, it would have to be a smaller game. Like, I don't think you can, you can release a $60, $70 Crazy Taxi and people would go crazy about it because it is an old idea and it is very much an arcade experience. And I think Tim said it best where, you know, it's a thing that we we might think we want, but in reality might not actually belong, you know, today. Um, but for those that want it, I think it would have to come out as a $20 thing or a $15 thing. And yeah. this seems to be trying to occupy that space, which I think is a good idea, but it just needs more, po more polish and more personality and a bit more, uh, uh, that TLC to it to make it actually work and pop and feel like something that's fun to play. It's so I think weird also I the always... fact that like, uh, you know, you talk about it being a $20, $15 game. Remember this is $30 switch oh. for some reason. Oh, it's I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this, wow. this should be a nine for the amount yeah. of content, the look, and everything. This should be a nine ninety nine downloadable game. Straight up, yeah. for ten dollars, I would be like, I wouldn't recommend buying it, but you're not wasting your money if you did. Like, there's there is some fun to be had there for thirty five dollars. No way, mm -mm, that's bad. It's wild. I always think of these old kind of games that we want back, like the Road Rash remake in 2018. Yeah. I'd love right? a Road Rash, Where I say. It, <laughs> it just kind of came and went, and we realized, maybe, oh, Spy maybe, Hunter. maybe we really didn't want that. I mean, I always think of Spy Hunter 2, but I don't yes. know if I would want to play that today. I think about it at the time and loved it, but I don't know if I the had thing, that game today if I'd be pouring hours into it. But it's wild that Tetris could come back and just destroy because it's got this cool new filter, and it's Tetris, and it's great. Uh, like, we need to see Tetris Effect. We need to Road see Rash. that version for, like, not only just Road Rash, but I'm thinking, like, <laughs> Road um, Rash like Centipede and Galaga. Yeah. Like, we need those types of things. Oh, my God. Back. Well, and I mean, it all kind of started with, uh, with Pac-Man, right? Like, Pac-Man had DX, the, the best version ever, the championship DX shit. Like, that was crazy neon, like, insanity multiplayer Pac-Man. Like, it took the concept, but it really was, like, we understand that this is no, this is now seen as a free downloadable game. Like, how do we, you know, modernize it and actually sell it yeah. as a product? And they nailed it. Tetris Effect nailed it. Like, they totally could do that with some of those older things. But how do you do that for more modern arcade games? Like... I mean, I'll people you, try. It's just like you can't do it. Like you brought up Space Invaders. Like Space Invaders Forever just came out. 
And I didn't give it a second look because I'm tapped out on Space Invaders. I feel like we've seen so much stuff from them, right? Where it's come out and they've they have done the re, the wave modes, this mode, all these different things to try to make it relevant. I think the biggest thing when you think about a spy hunter, you think about Road Rash, and I'm a Road Rash fan, so I'll just run with that one for right now. Is that people like us get tied up and like, oh man, yeah, I want a new Road Rash, and then you start, I immediately start thinking about what that would look like on a PlayStation Five, right? And it's these 3D visuals, and it's this, that, and the other, and it's yada yada yada. What EA needs to do is just partner up with an indie developer and have them make a nine dollar Road Rash game that isn't trying to wheel. It it's modern sensibilities applied to the Road Rash thing that, it, and it is like. Hey, here's out of the blue a downloadable road rash for you and your friends to fuck around in. And you'd be like, oh fuck, all right, cool. Like same thing with Spy Hunter. Like, don't go like the way they went when they're like, we're gonna put the rock in Spy the Hunter rock. and we're gonna <laughs> fucking get crazy. Like, no, no, no. Don't worry. Don't try to don't try to take the IP name and then make it into something grandiose that you're gonna try to get a trilogy out of. Just make a smaller game. Have fun with it. Go partner up with any of the million of indies who are doing amazing things. You know, there's something interesting there because when I played Fast and Furious Crossroads last year, like the game was horrible, game obviously year. it was a big oh. joke. Yeah, but also was my game of the year. Um, but within it, it's like there were fun elements and that's because it reminded me so much actually of the PS2 Spy Hunter where <laughs> like it was less a racing game and it was more of a you're in a car and, you know, you, there's a, a course you're going on that it is just a beautiful thing of set piece after set piece. Where you're, you're selling just going me on this. Fast and Furious right now, just so you know. <laughs> no, I yeah. might pick up Crossroads. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot in between. There's a lot of loading. There's a lot of really bad stories. All you had to say was PS2 Spy Hunter. Bandai Namco is like, why is there a 4,000% increase in Fast and the Furious Crossroads this week? <laughs> but I mean, there is this PS2 element to the, the gameplay of it. And I there was something about that I liked. It wasn't advanced enough to, you know be worth playing as much as i did um but i do think that there is there's something there with spy hunter yeah i know i was almost thinking about doing that just to like have that your first and only platinum way too way too much bullshit in it um but i do think that there's an a a spy hunter type game that could be made that would be really freaking fun where it is don't overdo it with game modes don't go crazy just like make a fun six hour game of awesome set pieces that every single thing you do you're like whoa that was fun that was like you're kind of describing a, a way out a little bit like i think a way out kind of has the spirit of that where if i was to kind of boil down a way out to a game genre that'd be difficult i guess i'd say action adventure game but even that you know doesn't do justice to the fact that with every scene in a way out you're doing something different and it's able to tie itself together and it's a game that finishes in what like five to seven hours and yeah. you're done and it's like cool for what that was that wasn't game of the year but i had a really fun time with it and i expect it takes two will probably be a similar thing of from scene to scene you're gonna be doing something different if a spy if a true spy hunter game came out in 2021 and you had the right developer behind it and i had to theorize how you would make that game work i do think it's exactly what you're saying where yeah every 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 scene you're doing something different uh, for the first 30 minutes of this game or however long right like you're doing a set piece that is you have machine guns tied to the front of your car and you're taking out the cars in front of you cool now you're on a water level and your 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 car is now a boat that that can now take out the other boats in the lake or whatever you're doing in spider yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the third level is something different like i think that'd be a fun way to do it uh and i'd like to see that 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 sort of game but i think for the conversation we're having about modern arcade games and crazy taxi and all this stuff i think it it does get to kind of case by case where a crazy taxi in 2021 i think could work but it i think it depends on who you give it to and how you like what you do to boil it down so that it is it it, i think it would have to be something that's smaller scale but what how does that translate to something that is 
uh, that justifies its own existence. Something that feels true to, to Crazy Taxi and doesn't feel like it is scaling back for the sake of just scaling back, but it's scaling back in order to boil it down to the essentials for to uh, in order to make this game fun. Yeah. I don't know how, uh, I mean, how to do definitely, that. Definitely, definitely interesting. Do you think that the game you just described, what we might get from IO with James Bond can look like that? I would love it. I, I, I think possibly, especially coming out of that last level of Hitman 3, where small spoilers if you care about story at all for Hitman 3, um, <laughs> but the last level is pretty much this whole uh, set piece setup where you're making your way through a very linear level, and the um, where every Hitman level, you're taking out a couple targets, and the goal is to not kill anybody but those targets, but if you're me, you kill the witnesses. Uh, in the final level of Hitman 3, the uh, they lift all those rules and they pretty much say, hey, kill anybody and everybody on this train, including the target, and you'll be fine. And it feels very much like it is trying to set up for, hey, this is what a, this is what a James Bond level could be. And for what that level was, it very much felt like a cool, almost cinematic-ish set piece from where I was. I, I made my way to, uh, uh, toward the front of the linear level. And as, my, as I was making my way there, I was dropping guns, picking up the next gun because I barely had any ammo, taking out people stealthily, uh, shooting certain people in the head, uh, and figuring out any way possible for me to get ahead in this level. I could see another James Bond level being something entirely different to fit within the themes of James Bond. And I think for that, I think IO, I think 1,000% IO's James Bond, James Bond could be that, where we get eight levels of James Bond and each of them are dynamically different. And I think that would be dope. Hell yeah. I, next week I'm, I'm embargoed on something. So next week, remind me about this conversation. Cause you guys okay. on both in your Mario discussions, some stuff here, we're saying some stuff that I find interesting tell, that I can't talk about. Can you tell your, the, the Amazon Kojima speaky box? I don't want to say oh, sure. it to sure, sure, sure. anybody else's out there. Now, Greg blink twice. <clears throat> hold on, hold on, if hold on. you're embargoed on God of war. Ragnarok. <laughs> Speaking of Mario, uh, Echo, set an alarm for next Tuesday at three fifteen p.m. Here it goes. It's gonna be stupid as hell. All right, there you go. What's gonna oh. happen is that alarm's gonna go off, and Greg's gonna be like, "Oh, what oh, the fuck!" The and then like turns it off, and we keep going. <laughs> yeah, I just could have. Right, I, I could have sworn Greg was gonna do a remind me to punch blessing of the temple, or <laughs> that's what yes. I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> Oh. Oh no, that's not right. I gotta cancel that. Before we move on, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Upstart. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. One of my really good friends uh, had a lot of credit issues, had debt every which way, and he was able to use Upstart to consolidate it into one monthly payment, much easier to wrap his head around. And now he's debt free. You can get improved the same, approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt's taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh 
fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. And next up, shout out to ExpressVPN. You know what's not fair? The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows and movies from you based on your location and then has the nerve to increase their prices on you. That's right. They just raised the prices once again. But there's ways around that, everybody. Now you can just cancel your subscription and protest, or you can be smart about it and make sure you're getting your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN. Uh, Here's the thing. You might not know that what's on Netflix in your country is completely different than what someone in the UK or Japan has on theirs. Using ExpressVPN, you can control what country you want Netflix to think you're in, so you get a whole new library of content. It's awesome. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from, so every time you run out of stuff to watch, just switch to another country, you unlock a whole bunch of new shows. Uh, Here's the best part. It's not just for Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows on other streaming services, too. used this earlier last year when uh the last dance documentary came out and uh it was awesome being able to watch it just a little earlier than everyone else uh be smart stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash kind of funny don't forget to use the link expressvpn.com slash kind of funny that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n.com slash kind of funny to learn more Yes, it's still going, man. <laughs> Every weekday is really funny. Yeah, she's still she's still going. What? What in the fuck kind of feature is that? <laughs> set an alarm for next Tuesday at three fifteen. Got it. And then I, she kept talking. I was like, yeah. And then she's like, set for every weekday. She asked me, do you want me to set this for every weekday? No, I specifically asked for a specific <laughs> weekday. Maybe you should have said, remind me at this time, because that's usually like a one timer. Like, uh, Shut up, okay, baby. I'll remind All you right. about this thing. Go go cuddle your pillow back there. Go okay. cuddle the fucking pillow, Andy. Come on, shit right now. So I'm I'm liking this topic we got going here. I, I want to go off uh, a little bit longer about like taking old games, but like making them work in a in a modern era that they wouldn't necessarily and probably like they shouldn't come back. And I and one I want to bring up is Twisted Metal. I know oh, yes. that like, you mean the, hit, I, the soon to be hit series. I wasn't on Games Daily, so I wasn't able to talk about this. Uh, where, who was on? Was it? It was, it was Bless- me and Fran. Fran. Yeah. Okay. Was, okay. Yeah. Talk about that. Um, do you guys care about Swiss Metal at all? Dude, no. Like, not, not an, really. if it were to come back. I. It's a game that I rented and had fun with, and I just have no urge to try to play a game like that again. I, I never had a soft spot for it, and but then obviously was covering uh, Calling All Cars, Jaffe's game, and then uh, eventually the Twisted Metal PS3 one for uh, IGN or whatever back in the day. And like it was that thing in the build-up to it. We'd go and play that Twisted Metal at events, have enough fun with it. And I remember we were excited when it came uh, to the office, and it was like me, Colin, Clements, and maybe Goldfarb ordered a pizza and stayed late one night. And we played for a couple hours, and it was kind of just like, all right. And never wanted to play it again. I think Clements went and reviewed it then from there. Like, we just never went back to it. Yeah, yeah see, for I'm, me, go for it, bless Well, I was going to say, I'm similar to Andy, where that was the Twist Metal were games that I played at a friend's house. And even as I was playing them at a friend's house, I was always like, do we have to play Twist Metal, guys? And everybody Let's else was like, Madden, oh, yeah, we dude. love Twist Metal. Let's and create I was like, ourselves right, I guess. Madden. Yeah, I never, I never had a soft spot, though I always appreciated the attitude and Sweet Tooth specifically, for some reason, always stuck with me. <laughs> That's one of the things, like, I, you know, Haunted I. Me. 
<laughs> I'm. It, it was what I'm. P.S. I love you this week. Blessing asked about. You know, do, do you care about PlayStation Studios? And we talked about this Uncharted and Last of Us, right? Uh, and talking about the movies and you know live action stuff. And what I at least appreciate about this twisted metal thing is that it's not as clown sounding as I thought it would be. Like no pun intended. When <laughs> if you told me ahead of time nothing, I was like, oh, they're just gonna. How are they gonna justify everybody getting into this car combat battle royale, tearing down cities, whatever fight they're in? And then for them to be like, you're this carrier, you've got to get your delivery across the country. It sounds like a fun Mad Max, right? It sounds like a crazy Borderlands uh, meets Twisted Metal. I was like, oh, okay. Like I, I personally don't sound super interested in that show, but I appreciate that it's not as bu- trying to be by the book as I thought it would be, and totally lame. Yeah, because I, I plan on maining Destruction All Stars. That's going to be my main game. Better hurry! Three you years. better hurry! The clock is ticking <laughs> on how long that esports career can go. <laughs> what, what was that? What was that movie? Uh, where? Uh, fuck! It was like fifteen, wrote. fifteen Mad minutes Max. or less. Fifty minutes or less. The movie oh, where like those, left. thirty minutes or less, where the delivery left. driver had like a bomb strapped to him Jesse and had to like do a thing. Jesse Eisenberg, hear me out. Make him the the main character for Twisted Metal, the TV series. Then are you sold on it? Mm-mm. Only no? if Danny McBride's in it, also. He could be Danny McBride of Sweet Tooth. Because oh, that's the vi- those are the vibes I got from this twist- Twisted Metal series announcement. Like it very much had thirty minutes or less uh, vibes to it when I went th- read through the thing, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's about a guy who has to navigate a wasteland uh, like out of his element." Kind he's of. out of his element. He has to go deliver a thing, and like I very much was like, "This sounds like a post-apocalyptic thirty minutes or less," and I can get behind that. Yeah, I, I don't know about the TV show, but I loved Twisted Metal, all of the OG ones. Like, me and Kevin would play the hell out of the all the PlayStation ones, so 1, 2, and 3, and 4, uh, and 3 and 4 weren't that great. But then when Black came out on PS2, that was definitely a coming-of-age type thing of, like, nothing was cooler than Twisted Metal Black when I was, like, 11 years old. Because it was just the most fucked up, taking so this thing... Yeah, it was the most edgy thing ever, but, like... Uh, Bless, did you ever play Twist Metal Black? No, that was the PS2 one. No, I didn't yeah. play that one. It, it, it took all of the characters, and some of them were new, but characters, the, the favorites from the first couple games, and it was a reboot, but it put them, all of them were in an asylum, and like they had a chance to get out if they took part in this uh, tournament. And the storylines, you'd get a cutscene in the beginning, middle, and end, and they were always the most fucked up things it's the the genie rule number three don't fuck with me type stuff like they'd always get fucked somehow and it was just so, so dark. like jigsaw so much... kind of ran this area or whatever exactly it was very saw-esque Calypso. and uh uh paint it black by the rolling stones was the theme song it was just like literally a 10 out of 10 video game for me at the time and then after that it just kind of like wasn't hidden anymore and it, it very much was like a genre that kind of like died and it's Interesting because there's not too many of those that we can think about, but the car combat thing was a moment in time and it's just gone, you know. And the PS3 one, uh, I was that was the first E3 I was ever at where they announced it and they had Sweet Tooth's like truck come out on stage. Yeah, 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 that she was insane. Um, but yeah, the game wasn't that good and like that game tried to continue the edginess and shit of black, uh, and it really failed because all the storylines were like live action. Yeah, and it was just like it was this weird hybrid of live action mixed. But with that's like what people had loved editing. from which one the old one, right? Where that that was like what people dug so much was like doing the fucking thing, and they'd all go look at the. I remember what was it? Yeah, Black had the outtakes and all the video things. I remember watching all the old live action endings for whichever one I'm thinking of, one. getting ready for this new one, right? And like that was it's exactly what we're talking about, where 
how do you deal with people's nostalgia for a game, but then also the tastes of the modern gamer? Because mm-hmm. it, it's the, you know, it, it's the stri- stick with me. And I'm not taking a shot at this because that's not a franchise I know anything about left, right, or the other, right? But like, I think Shaun of the Dead has such a great throwaway line when, it, when uh, Pete is insulting Ed or getting ready to, right? And it's him talking to Sean. He's like, all right, he's good for laugh. From that time, we stayed up all night playing Tekken and drinking apple schnapps. Like, he's talking about an experience they had in college that's so much more than just the game. And I feel so many of us have those memories tied to games that, oh, man, you know, I, like, I'll sit here and be like, I, I love Smash Brothers on N64 so much and yada, yada, yada. But to go back and play it, I would want all the conveniences that have been installed in Smash over the years. I wouldn't want that exact thing. And so Twisted Metal PS3, and again, I'm not a fan of the, franch- fan of the franchise. franchise. Uh, it was how do you, I think they stayed too true to it of trying to make a PS3 version the of the game. No? That was not it at all. No, the PS3 okay. one was like way too radically different than than the other ones. The, the um, PS3 one, correct me if I'm I, wrong, but that was more of a like we're trying to capitalize on what multiplayer gaming is nowadays, yeah. right? Like we're trying to get in that arena, Call of Duty ish, like you know, the the way in which PS3 Touch games, the especially, stuff. you know, shoved a lot of multiplayer modes in in the games that had no business having them. Twisted Metal felt like it was just that for PS3. Yeah. Yeah, the PS3 one, it was weird because they, they doubled down on... Oh, my God. Clements gave this a nine. <laughs> wow, that, that's crazy. The I PS3 mean, like, one? there was yeah. server issues. There were so many problems with it from the from a tech standpoint. But just even just from a Twisted Metal standpoint, it's like they instead of having hella different characters, there was only, like, three different gangs of characters or four gang. gangs. Like So it was like there's the Sweet Tooth gang that's or the right. Dollface you're gang. That's right. You're right. I do remember that now. Fuck, I'm sorry. You're right, you're right, you're right. And so it was just, like, it was fucking weird. And uh, the... The story mode stuff, it was like, it was half live action, but half CG. And it was like t- together though. And it just, it didn't work at all. It like kind of failed in every way instead of succeeding in, in any. But I think that even then, that's what the PS3 version of Twisted Metal needed to look like. And it, it does lead me to believe that like mm-hmm. a modern one will not work. Like, because mm-hmm. if a modern one, it would be a Battle Royale Twisted Metal game. And I just don't see that actually at all working and if they if they thought that it was going to work they would have done it instead of destruction all-stars i think i just always think about when i think of driving video games i know they have their market but i've always just seen driving in video games to just kind of be something that you know supplements the actual gameplay of the real game like i just think of i love going to a garage in grand theft auto and customizing my car and then getting back in that car and then going to go cause havoc and do crazy jumps or whatever in a big open world that seems very reactive and it seems like just most of these twisted metal type games if they were to come back i would just be thinking well you know i I could just be playing grand theft auto right now i could be playing any other open world game with driving as a oh man oh my gosh tim i'm so sorry i left up this long play of twisted metal 3 and the live action portion just hit <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is so distracting i'm gonna oh, i something. gotta i gotta send sell it. this i gotta send this to to barrett yeah i want to see it i want to see it i want to see it i'm gonna send it to assets um yeah I, I don't know it just i i feel like i wouldn't care for this if this were just the game i would keep on thinking to myself man i wish this were more i it wouldn't be twisted metal at that point, but I think those sensibilities are gone now. I just don't really care about this type of video game anymore. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Where if you busted out a twisted metal uh, in the PS5 generation, like I think it would have to be a twenty dollar to thirty dollar game, depending on what it looked like. 
because I don't know how you I don't know how you justify a core car combat game. To me, the, the games that are similar ish that are doing it right would be something like Rocket League, which isn't car combat. It is, you mm. know, car soccer with Calypso. there's some combat. Oh, there's explosions in it. But, you know, it's not it's not necessarily that. Um, but I think that's the closest analogy I can give to what that game could look like or be compared to. And it even then. Like I don't know, damn this live action thing. Is See, ridiculous. I told you, it's like this, it's a weird mix where they're all on green screen and it's just fucking. They just keep adding shit. I know exactly what Andy means now by distracting me. As I was talking, I was looking, I was like, what is what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, like red glasses. Um, but like I don't, I don't know. Just playing a car game with with guns attached to your car and trying to aim that and driving around like sound appealing in itself. Like I don't like I don't. I'm if if they made that game correctly and found the fun in it okay take it off the screen (laughs) get away (laughs) i don't want to see him anymore Barrett. (laughs) 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 he's so close i think if you found found the fun in that in that game you can maybe make it work but even even then even in a world where that where that did work today i think it would still have to be like a 20 dollar 30 dollar smaller experience yeah for me, there... I think it would have to be sort of like a, a 2K-like experience where you have your avatars, you're walking around uh, a, an area, there's like some shops, there's maybe a place to kind of customize your shit, and then there's an area where you could just kind of free roam with the vehicles and just kind of do bullshit destruction, and then there's a mode where it's the more competitive type thing. I would want something a little bit more expansive and not just hop in and destroy cars, because I'll tell you what, I fucking, until I played star wars squadrons for approximately 30 minutes i was like god dang i do not like having to aim something to shoot and vehicular combat can get so annoying and frustrating when you're trying to like i gotta turn ah he passed god damn it let me turn all the way around and aim i just don't really find that that fun anymore but that's that was the same thing with the destruction all-stars when i played that for a while and it was those moments of just missing and feeling like, oh, God, and all, all your momentum is going the wrong direction now and trying to turn this thing. It's the same thing even with the uh, taxi chaos today of like, ah, fuck, the thing's behind me. Like, is there an th- easy way to? No, fucking shit. All right. Like, taking this <laughs> wide turn. Like, this doesn't feel fun. This doesn't feel frantic. And, like, you, you know, games are so fast now and designed so much better. even last week i was talking about haven right and like haven has it as you glide through that world the 180 to go the other way and go right back and like that is what you want in these kinetic action games right you don't want to feel like a car you don't want to feel like a tank we need yeah. real cars to do 180s also is what i'm saying right now mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. of course i need i need car tires to just do the sideways thing parallel park easy like the Batmobile. yeah like do we that. do we think extreme sports games can come back? When I say extreme sports games, I mean like the NBA Street games and like SSX and all that stuff. Because that's very, I, I think that's very much in the same conversation of mm-hmm. this was this was hot during the PS2 era, especially, the and hotness. they just there was the hotness and it just went away. And that's one that especially saddens me because I love myself some of them street games. I think we'll inevitably get street games. Again, I, I don't know if they're going to be revered. Like, I don't know if you remember the transition to, God, next gen, which was NBA now Street two gens ago. NBA Street Home Court was not good. It kind of, like, took away all the things that made Street special, and it felt too real. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like they were aiming for realistic graphics and all that stuff, as opposed to Volume 2's, like, over-the-top kind of 70s-inspired aesthetic. 
uh, cartoon aesthetic that they. We they need went Ready to for. Rumble again, man. That's what we need. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. played so much Ready to Rumble on the N64. <laughs> Me too. I played on PS2. But yeah, the PS3 PS1. era did have a, a lot of those weird. Because yeah, we had Home Court. We had a FIFA Street on uh, PS3. PS3, but it was like Home Court, way more realistic. Um, we had SSX on PS3, and again, like that was Yo. way more pared back and realistic. Do you remember the first trailer for SSX on PS3? On PS3? Yes. Barrett Courtney, I'm going to... Because it was intense, have... right? It was, it was, it was like a yes. really cool trailer, if I remember correctly. I mean, while, Barrett, was... while Barrett's going to be pulling up this link, why is it freaking warm right now in San Francisco? What's yeah, really in the middle of the show, I had to walk away for a second to grab our fan from the... Uh... Uh, from the storage because it is just burning <laughs> up in here. Uh, what Luckily, are you got that purple mattress pillow, Andy, with the cool purple it's channels. Cool You'll always sides. be on the cool side of the pillow. Yeah. It's so heavy. It's a, such a heavy pillow. Don't talk about that. SSX PS3. I just I sent you that. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. When so in 2010, they EA Sports put out a trailer announcing the first SSX in years. Uh, that was coming out on PS3. This is after SSX3 had come out. Um, and it was a very different game. So we can't hear this. I don't know if that's possible to make us hear it. Uh, I didn't know that well, that's what like, you wanted. Is this Metal Gear Solid? What is Deadly Descents. I got to set up something else. Nobody told me a Russian gunship would be here. This wasn't, li- it was, this wasn't live action, was it? No. Okay. Gosh. All right. Uh, this, in a nutshell, could just be boiled down to what every game tried to do in that era. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this was like, uh, now I remember. This is like one of them uh, blur trailers or whatever. Do you remember this like, shit, Greg? No. When it happened? Really? What I mean, year was it? 2010. I was so big into SSX, but all the PS2 and all the extreme sports games. So when this came out, I was like, what the hell? This looks awesome. But, Suddenly, yeah. Ethan hunting. Yep. Oh, he's not oh, gonna make no. it. To... Oh, wingsuit. Yeah, oh. SSX deadly descent. What? Ubisoft what? let everybody forget about this, and then was like, "It's our time." Yeah, totally. <laughs> Come on. But uh, Steep so, into Riders Republic. So this game never happened. Oh. Uh, it then turned into a new game, which was just called SSX, and there was wingsuits and all that, but it was not, there was no guns. <laughs> it was not Mission Impossible at all. And the game was fine, but it just never really, it never really hit, because again, it was a little too serious. You need that whimsical fun. Yeah, you need colors, you need, mm-hmm. uh, like, mm-hmm. what I've always been wanting, and I think I wanted, but I will I probably want it if it ever comes out? No, definitely not. But I want a Snowboard Kids RPG so badly in the vein of the old Mario Golfs back in the day in the vein of You're even golf too handy even too, golf too story even golf story like you create an avatar you're the you just moved to this new town you're the new kid on the slopes and you're meeting NPCs you're making friends you're forming friendships and and you're making enemies depending on what sort of factions you go with and then you have to race eventually but it's sort of like a relationship manager slash you know, you're just just cranking those soggy kid. '90s. Yeah, you just got a Can you play some snowboard kids when we get back to the office on this? That sounds awesome. It's gonna I be terrible, that. I bet. But <laughs> like, you know, what, you know what I mean? Like, cool. Like, think of the customization, and it, we're, it's still a whimsical kind of cute ass art style. I'm not saying they got to look that silly because they look silly as fuck back in the day. But you know, 
crazy wacky hair, cool goggles. I want just want some cool goggles, man. Yeah. I don't even want to put them on my eyes. Goggles. I don't even want to put them on my eyes, Tim. I just, do want to, I just want to be Digimon. You just want to put them Digimon. Yeah, yeah. Just want up there like Ty. Time, yeah. yeah, like Ty. That's great, dude. Seth yeah. Green and Can't Hardly Wait. Oh my God, that too, man. That was really influential on my life, right there, Greg. Not because I never wore goggles like that, but whenever I would create characters, if I was like trying to think of whatever a character in this world they would always have goggles on the damn foreheads yeah. foreheads got no air there was no <laughs> airflow a lot of acne on the forehead <laughs> so sticking with this this idea of like genres and, and games that like just w don't really work today Andy, you just touched on something that i think is really interesting which is the mario golf kind of rpg elements why is it that those never we ne we haven't really gotten a good one in 3d like when we think about that type of game the RPGs of Mario Tennis, Mario Golf on Game Boy Color were fantastic, but we didn't have those modes on console. Anytime we do get a single-player mode, it's not quite that. When we got Pokemon console RPGs on GameCube with Colosseum and Gale of Darkness, it was like, they felt like weird modes as opposed to like, oh, this is a full-fledged RPG. It's, like, I it's wonder why we can't get it. Why, I feel like there's just a miscommunication. Like, they don't know what we want. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we want that shit. Like, I loved creating my character in Mario Golf and go into the new courses and you eventually unlock a new course and it's a brand new sort of biome and it's a different ecosystem and there's it's different color schemed and there's new characters you meet and they're like oh man you're the kid who just got first place over there huh yeah. pretty, pretty wicked and you're like yeah i am wicked, i am you wicked Fuck <laughs> <you>. <laughs> like i don't know why they don't do that i i really don't i gotta assume it's budget you know maybe they're hey it's a sports game how much is this and it's a golf sports game granted right like this isn't madden or nba you know I don't know. I want that shit. Otherwise, yeah. we're just getting Spike Lee directing NBA 2K, and it's just bad. And we have NBA actors acting, and it's bad. You know, I don't want it. I don't want it. Greg, you're usually an old game is old guy, but yeah. is there a genre that you've been inspired to talk about in this topic? Well, I mean, we started with it, right? And, and old game is old for me isn't old mechanic is old. It's old game. Like I just don't enjoy re usually replaying stuff i've played or feel like you know i don't go back to it uh i think you've already hit it with you know my my rallying cry for old game is old that i want back is road rash and i don't know what that would look like to actually make that a game that would be great but that's what we've talked about right if i think don't overshoot it don't overthink it like make one yeah you know i saw it uh, in the chat and when we started this it's the exact same thing i thought of and i brought it up i think last week as well but the nhl 94 they did with current players like brilliant yes yeah. that's exactly what people want like you can just do that and it's when i was talking about uh my pitch for nfl street and putting that into a madden rather than make it its own game right like take those and bundle them in that way but then also yeah if you're ea like why not explore uh more downloadable things for 5.99 10.99 uh and use your old things that way and so yeah like I think of uh, uh, Road Rash. I think of uh, Crazy Taxi, which I think there is life for. I think of Golden Axe. I'd love to see someone do a Golden Axe now and not immediately go, oh, it's Golden Axe, so let's make it 
you know, 3D open world, four players, yada, yada. yada. It sounds kind of cool when you talk about it, but you know what I mean? Like, maybe, like, <laughs> go in there ass. and make a, you know, fuck it. I just find it that game. Let's go. No, like, you know, go in there and just take the inspirations, but don't go hog wild with it. You know, there's a reason, like, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World works so well because, of course, it's Scott Pilgrim. It's an IP and it's got all these different things people love, but also it's a great beat em up. It's a great side scrolling beat em up, right? And, like, do that. Um, We just saw it with uh, Fatal Fury. Uh, was, no, uh, Streets of Rage. Oh, Streets of Rage. Yeah. Yeah. Streets of Rage Streets last of Rage. year, right? Uh, Streets of Rage 4, which did so well. And again, was like, what does this look like in a modern sense? Let's not get caught up in the same thing. And then, yeah, Battletoads didn't do as well. But it's because, guess what? The original Battletoads wasn't a great game either. It was just really hard. And everybody remembers it being incredibly hard. No. Moving on from this, Greg, you and Andy yeah. both played Curse of the Dead Gods for a bit. Yes. What, what is that? I am in love with it. It's a roguelite we uh, just got our hands on today, uh, dropped today. I had totally missed everything about it, hadn't heard anything about it, and then had uh, today on Kind of Funny Games Daily, uh, sorry, one of the Kind of Funny Best Friends wrote in and was like, hey, this is coming out today, and it looks awesome. And I was like, does it? And I went and looked at it, and I was like, holy shit, this looks fucking awesome, and booted it up uh, right before this. And that's what the thing where I did, like, you know, whatever, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, somewhere in there of taxi chaos, and that was after... 30 minutes of uh, this one, the curse of the, what is it? Curse of the, curse of the dead gods. I, I have not memorized the name yet. Uh, 30 minutes of that. And I played attacks chaos. Like fuck this. And I went back and did the rest of the time in it. I was playing on uh, my phone actually, while I was making lunch, like uh, with uh, the yeah. backbone, uh, 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 remote play. Get the responsiveness. What? If it, it felt responsive. Oh my God. Yeah. I did a whole thing on the, Oh, so on. Sorry. I, I did this on a uh, PS. I love you, which just went live today or whatever, but backbone is the controller that you slide and pop onto your phone I, for your iPhone. And then it becomes your remote play, play device. Yeah. Super responsive. Great. I mean, it's, you know, remote play off the same Wi-Fi here for PlayStation five to my phone, but yeah, beautifully responsive. Yeah. No problems on this one. It's actually running really, really well. I'd run, I had for PS. I love you talked about the division and then, Olea uh, and how playing it on that, but this one's been perfect for it. It's almost like somebody should take a, a roguelite and put it on a handheld device. You know what I mean? I feel like that would be a really untapped market if mm. somebody was to take, you know, some indie developer who's really talented at roguelites. That'd be cool if they put that on there. You should you should check out this game called Dead Cells. Oh, really? I was making a Hades reference, but I oh, should I too. No. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I, I know, knew where you go, bless. Uh, no, but it's funny because this game uh, This game does, is Hades. It takes from both those, right? Yeah, and that's immediately where I started, but then you start playing a little bit deeper with the curses and a few other things, and I was like, oh, it's doing interesting things unto itself. And I saw, while we've been live, I think, IGN posted their review and gave it a 9.0, and they're talking about the same thing of like, yeah, like uh, I'm reading from Mitchell Saltzman's review here, right? I'll admit that when I initially saw a top-down action roguelite called Curse of the Dead Gods, complete with swords, bows, environmental hazards, and semi-random rewards based on what room you chose next to enter, my first thought was, hey, this seems a bit like a Hades knockoff. It turns out I was completely wrong. Despite featuring a smorgasbord of clear influences from other roguelites, Curse of the Dead Gods stands out in uh, that increasingly crowded genre thanks to some cool new ideas of its own. It's, it's curse and corruption mechanics at an extra strategic layer to its already uh, excellent reflex-heavy hack-and-slash combat by forcing you to make, th- make tough and meaningful decisions at every step of the adventure it takes you on. That so, yeah, Saltzman is a good gamer, too, because he, he knows he, what he's talking he, about. He reviewed uh, Splunky 2, which is another roguelite, and, so, and gave it a 10 out of 10. And so, like, he, he's into roguelite. He knows his he, shit. He, Splunky 2, good game. I, I should have... Got gotten into that. Me and Nick and Snowback might have played it a couple days ago. I was like, damn, that's a really good game. That's the game that I also wanted to get into, but I forget what other game came out at the same time. Bless. Let me just t- let, 
Oh yeah, huh? I think it was Hades. Yeah, Hades came out the exact same time and stole yeah. uh, Spelunky's yeah. Thunder. But for this one, just... I'm enjoying it a lot so far. I don't know if Andy's about to talk about it or not. I was just gonna say, yeah. Let me just tell you this, bless. You got a little left trigger, a little parry attack, right? A little parry. Yeah. Oh, little and parry in, uh, in Splunky? In, in, no, no, in, no. In oh, Curse of the Dead Gods. Oh, I'm I'm sold on this already. Everything. Curse Meg of the Dead said. Gods. It feels really, really damn good to play. Um, yeah. I UI wise, it looks identical to Hades. I feel like they're using the same fonts and the same sort of when a UI element pops up on the screen. Um, it is kind of look like a tattered and torn scroll of some sort like some old ancient artifact um it feels great to play i think mechanically it is just really really tight the you have a little roll you have a a light attack you have a secondary attack you can kind of pick up these different runes that give you all of this sort of elements like hades gives you plus three dexterity plus this uh for your curse or whatever I will say at the beginning though, it is really heavy on the tutorials. Like every ten seconds, you're hitting a screen that doesn't. Yeah, but pop that's the whole tutorial area, right? Once you get out of it, I feel like it stops. I mean, well, I, I guess my only issue with it though is like I don't. I felt like it was sort of information overload, where it's like, sure. damn, I, mm. I barely, I don't even remember what the last thing said, and I'm already getting a new thing that's kind of gotcha. Popping that up. makes sense. Uh, but it feels damn good to play. Um, there are uh, this mechanic where you have a. A is your torch button, and you walk up to little lanterns, and you light them, and it sort of lights up that little arena a little bit more, which then shows you where the traps are, and uh, you can throw enemies into the traps just like you can in Hades. Um, but so far, I think it's really, really fun. It feels great to play. Yeah, what uh, you know, what uh, Mitch is talking about here, or Mitchell is talking about his review. I don't know him well enough to call him Mitch. Like it is that <laughs> whole thing of there's so much strategy to it, right? Where yeah, you can light those the fire, right? But if you fight in the darkness, you do more damage. Of course, you mm. see the traps, but the, you know you can use the traps against the enemies. Uh, yeah, it's a rogue. Oh, light, I read right? that wrong. I thought it said uh, I took more damage. No, 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 no. <laughs> so then on course of that, like if you, you know, when you die and go back, you lose all the stuff you, the weapons you had done, but you're what you're getting the crystal skulls and you're getting jade rings. And there's another one that I haven't started earning yet that when you come out, you can then go in and buy like, you know, boosters to put on your thing that you'll have then permanent to go back into. And the same thing of like, it's, you know, yeah, I have pulled up here. You can go in there and you can buy all the stuff. And so you could, you know, okay, equip, you know, the thing that's going to give you more damage but less this and yada yada and so on and so forth and you can buy the different weapons that'll then have a better chance of appearing when you go through there's an offering table you can upgrade so that like when you start the game there's there's i think there's four offering tables but three of them are broken right now so i'm working on the first one but that'll put weapons there so i can actually ch take in what i want and then yeah as you go you know you're earning the currency you can bring back out as you go you're also filling in this uh curse meter or whatever and as you as that fills in it i think it's got four tiers again i just started playing you fill it in you get to the first one it gives you like this darkness curse and as it goes up the curses get more intense you know augmenting what you're doing and you're fighting against that and so there's a trade-off of like you'll get you'll get items there that you can either take or sacrifice to the gods and you know you can sacrifice you, you can keep it and it'll help you get like 30 percent more gold or you can sacrifice it to the gods and it'll take away like five percent of your uh, corruption meter your curse meter or whatever so it's like this you have to actually pick and go choose what you want as you go through and try to make your runs and then as you advance out of the room you're going to get you know a more cursed but as you advance out of the room you get the map to show you know the next room will have a weapon in it the next room or or it's like a branching path you can go to this room that's going to have uh gold you can go to this room just like have Hades, an enemy yeah. yeah exactly exactly and then work your way up to the boss yeah this way. room has the pomegranate or this room has yeah. the hammer to upgrade the attacks or whatever this room has health this room has gold or whatever the 
I don't know if you ever can upgrade past the five sort of runes you get. I don't even know if they're called runes. I'm just going to call them runes. But the runes are, you know, a, plus this agility, plus this damage, plus this damage on your secondary weapon. It's those types of upgrades that you will... Uh, eventually, I kept on playing, and one would drop, and I'd say, oh, that's a new rune. Let me go pick it up. And it would say, what do you want to replace the other one with? You know, you have to replace something with this. Well, yeah, because so you have to... You have to earn those sections right right now we only have the one thing we can use but the others are grayed out i think as we go it. through and level up like you'll do it that way it feels great to play yeah feels i can't wait to do more it's like honestly uh, yeah you know it's got a good save system i'm right there right now so it's like when i get out of here jump back I thought this is you playing okay well, I mean, <laughs> how's, how's the soundtrack couldn't tell you it's good because so, I, I need a banging soundtrack thank you very Okay. No, I think that's Greg. Actually. That's yeah, me. that's Greg. <laughs> oh, that's Greg. <laughs> I was like low quality, but bangs. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I do I I do really enjoy the idea that the parry mechanic is here because I just fucking yeah. love that. You can dodge and perfectly timed dodges give yeah, you, you a boost. You have a little. Of, you have a stamina meter, and so a dodge will eat up a stamina. But if it's a perfect dodge, meaning you you dodge through their attack, you earn back the stamina. And then the mm. same thing I think for parry, right? Yeah, when they swing at you, bam, just stop them, and they kind of get stunned for a bit, yeah, going for yeah. that visceral attack bless. Go turn in those souls upgrade, oh you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking my language. Can I, can I dash, Perry? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, well, I mean, you go. roll. So I can go. You roll. Roll, that's you know. good enough. Yeah, it's definitely good enough. You Looks guys know what game has an amazing soundtrack? Hollow Knight. I'm playing Project it. Project Triangle oh. Strategy is what I was going to go with. I was going to go with that. Because <laughs> I don't want to talk too long about it, but I, I do want to say that I highly recommend everybody try out the demo. It is fantastic. Even if you don't think it's your type of game, I think that it, the demo does a great job of throwing you into the gameplay in a way that makes sense and isn't overly, like, overwhelming. The tutorial's good of, like, getting you to understand this type of game of it being a strategy RPG, like, tactical RPG. Um I do think that demos for these type of games are difficult and for RPGs in general because they kind of throw you in the middle of something. I'm like, I don't know who the hell these characters are. There's way too many of them. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. But, of course, that's the point. They are throwing us like six hours into this game yeah. expecting we know things. But um, I was very surprised story-wise by how many choices it seems like there are. Like It seems very much like an RPG on top of this more tactical strategy RPG gameplay. Um, which is a really cool mix. This definitely is more in the vein, I'd say, of a Tactics, o Tactics Ogre, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, than a Fire Emblem. Um, but I think that it, it definitely is kind of best of both worlds so far in, in a lot of aspects, specifically visuals. Like, this is what I wish Fire Emblem modern games would look like. Uh, but the more important thing is the sound. Like, I love when they, they call this 2D HD or HD 2D. And uh, with that, I love the idea of it's classic sprites like we, we know and love, but that doesn't mean everything needs to look like a retro game. Obviously, you know, the tilt shift perspective and the diorama-esque world that was introduced first in Octopath Traveler. Uh, it, in a grid system, tactical RPG, just it works really well just because of how the camera looks. It's, you have a good view of where the enemies are, where your team members are, like what the, the motion of the grid is, even when the grid itself isn't up. So I really appreciate that, but I love the music actually being fully orchestrated and you know not relying on chiptunes just because it looks like an older game. Um, and that's something that I don't, I don't think enough games do is have voiceover and fully orchestrated music 
with a game that looks like stylistically like an old game, but obviously is a very modern game. Um, and then, yeah, from the gameplay perspective, it's just fantastic tactical strategy RPG stuff. So I, I how think long is it? The, the, there's a lot of content in the demo. I didn't even finish the whole thing yet. Um, and I played for an hour. Um, you cut off. What'd you say? You play for what? I played about an hour and a half of this. Okay. Um, and I, I was taking my time kind of bouncing around, like looking at some things and, and really kind of, I restarted a bit, uh, with just to see what some character decisions would do, but, um, highly recommend it. It's free. It's out. The game's not coming out for at least a year. So there's no real rush, but the demo's out there free. If you're looking for something on the switch, I know a lot of you are. It's a good thing to try out. I definitely want to try it out just because I, again, I don't love turn base, but strategy is a little bit different for me. And mm-hmm. aesthetically, I feel like it's worth it and I need to give it a shot. Looks totally. gorgeous. Octopath came out on PC, right? Uh, it's going to. I don't know if it's already yeah. out, but they did announce that at one of the shows we saw last year. Got it. I need to see that 1440p. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get you, Andy. I, I fucking get you. Yeah, it's out on Steam. It's out on Steam. Got there it. we go. Okay. And with that, everyone, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Stay tuned if you're a patreon.com slash Games supporter for the post show, which this week will be another riveting episode of... Bless who? Yes.